Elliot. How's it going? Nice to see the uh, Bucks have tied it up 2-2. <laughs> yeah, making it interesting for home fans and for general basketball fans all at the same time. Absolutely. So this week, uh, the federal bank regulators, including the OCC, uh, issued uh, a notice asking for comment on uh, proposed risk management guidance for third-party relationships. Did you see that? I did. Pretty lengthy. Obviously, it's a combination of uh, previously issued guidance and statements. Uh, So the agencies are sort of banding together on this. So a a lot to cull through. But I think the point we want to make during our conversation is uh, it's open for comment. It's a 60-day comment period. And it's I think virtually any of the any of our clients that we work with work with third parties. Many do even smaller institutions. So it becomes pretty important to determine, uh, you know, what examiners are going to be looking for. So I think it's it's really essential, as it always is, but to file comments and to offer your operational and other thoughts on on something as as important as this. Agreed. As you mentioned, there is existing guidance from. OCC, FRB, and the uh, FDIC. Uh, FDIC's is the oldest. It came out in 2009. The Fed and OCC both issued things in 2013. And in, I think it was May of 2020, uh, the uh, OCC issued some FAQ. And in the release, they mentioned that they're going to, uh, the the, uh, interagency guidance will be built on the current OCC guidance and FAQ, which, which makes sense. You got to pick something to start. Right, with. right. Um, I, I did notice, I mean, uh, obviously, third-party relationships has become a more important. This concept's been around for a long time. It used to focus almost exclusively on IT-related things, uh, core processing and, um, and uh, telecommunications infrastructure. Now it applies to lots of different things. But and there are some key provisions um, that uh, will that will deal with uh, uh, the uh, financial crimes compliance. Right. You know, and, and as you say, it's not just we used to call it vendor management years ago. Right. And obviously that's a broad based term. So there's a couple of things that I think are worth calling out. One is uh, the OCC and the other agencies have made similar comments that if you fail to have a risk management process for third parties uh, that's commensurate with your risk levels, obviously going back to the whole notion of your risk levels, it could be an unsafe and unsound practice. So they say, they say in, in the notice that this is, these are some of the things that examiners typically look at, right? They, they want to see whether a, you have the ability to manage the relationship. So to me, that means, you don't defer everything to the, either the vendor or the, you know, your generic third party that's your partners, number one, um, that you review the plans for remediation. So when, when, when things are discovered by either the third party or internal, you get, again, pretty common sense, have, your, have a remediation plan. And then, you know, to deal with issues such as um, when you get deficiencies that are identified by your third parties or identified by supervisory findings, obviously from the examiners, um, you know, MRAs, MRIAs, that sort of stuff. Uh, What's your response to that? And then the thing that sort of jumped out at me, besides all of these things, is sort of the last section on what examiners do. And it says says the following. It it says, look, the examinations are going to evaluate safety and soundness, 
operational and financial viability of the third party. That makes sense. Their ability, that third party's ability to fulfill its contractual obligations and you know be apply the laws and regs, uh, and that those laws and regs would include consumer protection, and then our world, BSA, AML, and OFAC laws and regs. And and the thing that I would highlight is they say, given all of that, the agencies, all the agencies may pursue appropriate corrective measures, including enforcement actions to address violations of law or regs, not just by the banking organization, but potentially by the third party. And I know that's that's an area that I don't think we've seen a lot of that, but if that's going to be a focus and if maybe potentially a priority, that becomes even more important for both sides, right? The third party and the banking organization to get its act together from day one. Absolutely. Um, and there has been some history of that in the core processing uh, area uh, where um, they are examined by federal bank regulators and there have been uh, enforcement actions of varying types and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so, uh, but, it, but I think that when this new guidance is issued, it will renew everybody's focus on it and uh, including the examiners. And so we may see some examinations of service providers that haven't been used to being examined in the past. Um, and if you haven't ever been examined before, you know, it takes some prep. John, you, I think, were, you had uh, some responsibility for that in the private sector, um, as I recall. Right. Yeah. And, and the last thing, as you're, as you're filing the comments, understand that in the, with the OCC's uh, content, they're asking you to look at their previously issued FAQs uh, and see whether any of those should be included in the guidance. So take a look at that. That's a, uh, an appendix to the proposal. And the topics in the FAQs is a whole series of them, but it's things like bank management's responsibility regarding third-party subcontractors, yep. risk management when the bank has limited negotiating power, that, that sort of thing. So a, a, lot, a lot to chew on there, and we'll certainly follow it uh, closely going forward. And as we always say, um, uh, hopefully you'll subscribe uh, to our weekly This Week in AML, get it on iTunes or wherever you get uh, your podcasts. Okay, John, have a great uh, rest of the week, and I will talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. Go yep. Bucks. Bye-bye.